0: In this episode, I'll share the manifesting mistakes that are keeping you single, even if you want to manifest a relationship. So let's get started. Hi, I'm Katie, and after many years as a struggling single mum, I transformed into a highly successful manifester with multiple businesses, better relationships, financial abundance, and way more peace, joy, and happiness in my life. Each week, I share the real secrets around how to manifest successfully, as well as the amazing and sometimes crazy lessons I've learned along the way so that you can apply it all to your own manifesting, transforming your life from the inside out. This is That Manifesting Podcast. Welcome back to That Manifesting Podcast. Now, in this episode, we're going to be talking all about love or more importantly uh, the manifesting mistakes that you could be making subconsciously that are keeping you single now the topic of love is very close to my heart firstly because i'm a big old romantic i would just love everyone to be in love i'm that kind of sad person that sits and watches romantic movies and just feels uplifted and and lovely even though i'm still single uh, but secondly because Although I've helped other people manifest the love that they want, it is still something that I haven't yet done for myself. But I'll talk more about that a bit later. So my journey with love has been interesting, to say the least, as I'm sure yours has. And this episode really is about the things that I've learned and five mistakes that I think I've made throughout my journey with, with all things love. And it's taken years for me to really understand and, and get this level of insight. And I do acknowledge that it's not an easy journey when anything that, that is really emotional driven is, is really tough to deal with, and it can be hard to look at things from a different perspective and to think about things in a different way. I could also do way more than five mistakes because, believe you me, I have made some corkers of uh, mistakes in my love life. But I will cover more in a future episode if if that's something that you're interested in knowing more about. You can always connect with me on my social media. Um, you can find me at the Manifesting Mindset. So just drop me a DM and let me know what you want to hear. Okay, so let's get on to the topic of love. So what was my first mistake? So the first mistake for me that I really uncovered was I hadn't removed a belief block. So I I teach this in the remove phase of my create manifesting method. And the belief block is really, as it says, whether you believe that you're worthy of actually having something in your life and this belief block for me in the in in love was formed many 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 years ago when when I was a small child and it was through my relationship with my dad now my mum and dad separated when I was quite young and my dad wasn't somebody who who was very emotionally driven so he never really told me he loved me um And years later, he he met somebody who, let's just say, had a very tricky relationship with. And it really fractured the relationship between me and my dad. So subconsciously, what that was doing was it was reinforcing a belief that I wasn't worthy of his love. And so, yeah, subconsciously over the years, that solidified. And I felt like... I, I hadn't done something correctly or I wasn't good enough to receive his love. And I really saw everything as my flaw and not his flaw. You know, when I look back now, I can see that he had his own his own challenges to deal with that made him the way he was. And actually, it wasn't my fault that he couldn't give me the love that I really wanted. It wasn't because I was doing something or acting in a certain way or just really not being the person that was worthy it was purely because he didn't have it in his wheelhouse to feel that way about me so yeah the, no- the the number one thing that that i hadn't done as i got older was to remove that belief block um that had to happen for me to be able to have a successful relationship and and that belief block of not being worthy of love was a recurring pattern throughout my teenage years and into my adult life. So number two was I had an issue with elevating myself. And what I mean by that is it's not about it wasn't about putting myself on a pedestal, but it was in terms of what I should and shouldn't have accepted in a marriage so I got married, some would say quite young. I was in my 20s when I got married and it was an extremely turbulent and very difficult relationship, but it also taught me so much. And sadly, through the whole relationship, I enabled myself to to just be really held down Um I didn't live up to my full potential and I allowed myself to get carried away with the toxicity of that relationship. And really what I should have been doing was elevating myself. I allowed him to control my emotions, to control how I felt, to control what sort of a day I was going to have. When actually I should have been elevating myself, my happiness was put onto him and how he felt and how how he thought the relationship was going and that determined my level of happiness rather than taking control of elevating my own self. You know, I just didn't live up to my full potential. But actually, in the same token, I also didn't take responsibility for my part in the failure of the relationship. Um, Back in my marriage, there was a lot of blaming that went on between the two of us but actually there was some responsibility on my part, even though I would still say that there was a lot that I I couldn't control and I, I couldn't have made that relationship work no matter what. However, I had to take responsibility for my part in the failure and that is part of elevating yourself. So I had to take responsibility for the fact that I allowed somebody... To hold me down. I allowed somebody to dictate whether I was happy that day or not. I allowed somebody to tell me how I should act and and what I should do with my life. So there was an element of, and I think this is a big element in relationships when they break down. There's there's always that blame culture. Uh, he did this or she did this and really what we have to do is take a look at ourselves as part of elevating our own self we have to take a look at what we've done what have we done that's played a part and it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you're at fault it just means you understand that you have responsibility for your own decisions and your own actions now that said there are some things that I had to, I had to be very strong about and I did that, you know, this was not an easy relationship. This was a very, very difficult relationship, at times I didn't feel safe. So I had to be very careful about how I manoeuvred that relationship, really just to keep myself safe. Um, so there were parts that I couldn't have stood up for myself in the way I'd have wanted to, because overall through everything I had to keep safe, but actually there were still things that I had to take responsibility for. It doesn't mean I was to blame. It just means that I was taking responsibility. So yeah, number two was really about having an issue with elevating myself. I put myself too much in the hands of other men, um, from, from my marriage onwards, the, the men decided how that relationship would go and, and I pinned what I felt on their actions and their thoughts. So the third one was, uh, I wasn't taking the right action. So after my marriage had ended, I then really relied on that subconscious block I talked about before of the belief block of not being worthy. And I almost set out to prove that I was worthy. And so my life just became a pattern of unavailable men. If a a guy had any sort of issue, bingo, bango, I wanted him. If there was a guy that was unavailable emotionally, yes, please, I'll have him too. And I just, any nice guys, I would kind of reject because subconsciously what I didn't realise at that time was I was taking actions of, of chasing these unavailable men, basically trying to subconsciously fix that original relationship with my dad. And then I guess with my with my ex-husband, I wanted to prove that I was worth something. I wanted to prove that the guy who says he'll never be able to love you could love me. And that was what I did for a long time. And actually, the the interesting thing, my actions were really weird to me. So I would meet a guy and... You know, my mum or my sister, my friends would say, absolutely not, Katie. He is a nightmare. Stay away from him. And it would be like this siren went off in my head, like beep, 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 chase him, chase him, chase him. And that's what I would do. And I would sit there and think, why am I doing this? But I couldn't stop myself. And that's because I wasn't taking the right actions. I was driving and delivering on my actions based on fear based on my blocks. And that was never going to end well. So I did spend a lot, a long time chasing unavailable men. So yeah, not taking the right action. The fourth thing, the fourth big mistake that I think I've made through my single life was actually through my single phase. So I hadn't emerged as that version of me that was in a happy relationship and my stories didn't support my goal. So what I mean by that is think of yourself in the happiest relationship you've either ever been in or would like to be in. And... Think about how you would feel as a person. Think about the actions you would take. Think about the beliefs you would have. You might get up in the morning and feel just light and and happy and everything's wonderful with the world. And I wasn't living as that version of me. As you're starting to, if you've been listening to, to me for a while, you'll know that You have to be in alignment with the person you will be at the end of the manifesting process to actually attract it into your life. Now, obviously, when you're single, this can be really tough because you're not in a relationship. So how can you feel in love and as happy as you would be? Well, this is something that you do have to do. And I didn't do that for a long time. So I would, you know, I'd be that girl. I'd wake up in the morning, couldn't be bothered to do my hair couldn't be bothered to put makeup on. I didn't really take that much care about my appearance because my thought was always, well, what's the point? It's just me that's looking at me. Um, I wasn't eating the healthiest because I just didn't really care. And I would happily lay in bed for hours on end on a Saturday morning instead of being a bit more up and atem to the world. So yeah, I I just really, I wasn't living that version of myself that could be in a happy relationship. So what would that have looked like for me? Well, it would have looked like taking care of my appearance, actually not looking like i had been dragged through a hedge backwards and actually taking some time to almost date myself, take myself out for meals, take myself out on day trips. There were things I really wanted to do. And I used to think I'll do that when I'm in a relationship. Well, that's not living as my future self now. That that was me holding myself back and not emerging as the version of me that was in that happy relationship. You almost have to get to the point where you're happy and you're doing things alone so that that person's energy is free to come into your world. And that's what I didn't do. I also subconsciously became a man-repellent Um so I, I was always telling people the story that men don't like me. Everyone would say, oh, why are you single? And I used to say, oh, men don't like me. And it was just my go-to story. Instead of lifting myself up and saying, you know, I just haven't met the right person yet. Um, I was really that, uh, yeah, I, I just subconsciously was repelling men. And it came to fruition for me. One of my good friends, we were wo- who I worked with in a previous corporate life, we were talking about the subject of of being single or in a relationship. And I said to him, I'm not sure why I'm single. I think men just don't like me. And he turned around to me and he said, you know what? He said, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't approach you. And that that was a bit of a alarm bell ringing moment for me. And I said to him, what do you mean? And he said, You've just got one of those faces that looks really unapproachable. (laughs) And if you knew me now, you'd know I'm not that person now. I I talk to everybody. I'm happy. I'm smiley. But when I reflected on it, I was allowing myself to project an image of me that wasn't that version of me that was in a happy relationship. I did have that horrible resting bitch face (laughs) all the time. And I was telling people that... Men were awful. They weren't worth my time. Uh, men didn't like me anyway. So everything I was putting out into the world, either through my actions, through my beliefs, through the stories I was telling everybody else, was purely based on repelling men. So it's no wonder I didn't meet anybody. Um, so yeah, that's was, that was number four, not emerging as the version of me that was in that happy relationship. And number five, this is really, this is, this was one that really changed a lot for me and how I perceived love. And it was, I didn't trust the things that were happening in my love life. So I don't know if you've ever had it where you go on a date and you're sitting across from this person and you think, yeah, they're, they're great. They're, they're really nice. Got good chat, look good, smell nice, good shoes. You know, whatever, whatever's important to you. But then you start getting those those mind things going where it's, ah, well, this must be too good to be true or what's wrong with them. Or you start telling yourself that maybe they're not right for you because maybe everything is perfect, but the shoes are off. So you start putting your own reasons for it not to work. And that was something I did a lot of. Once I'd broken out of that phase of, of dating unavailable men, I then started dating nice guys, you know, really nice guys. But I would always start thinking, nah, no, there's something wrong with them. There's got to be something wrong with them. Like, I don't know, are they a closet murderer? Or, uh, I don't know, are they hiding a, a wife and seven kids that I don't know about? There was always something that I would tell myself was wrong, And then, of course, what would happen is I would put that out. That's what I'd be putting out into the universe. So I would start to see everything go downhill. And it just it was just it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'd go into a date thinking this is going to be great. Sit down. My, My brain chatter would start. There's something wrong with him. You just don't know what it is yet. And sure enough, it would all go down the pan. So a big part of what I've had to do in my own journey with love is learn to trust what I'm going through at the time. And actually, if somebody is amazing, then maybe they're just amazing. You know, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. So those are the five things, the five big mistakes that that I think really impacted the failure of my love life. So just to recap, so number one was I hadn't removed a belief block. Uh, Subconsciously, I believed I wasn't worthy of love. So I needed to remove that belief block to ever get anywhere in my love life. Number two, I had an issue with elevating myself. So I wasn't holding myself to good standards, I wasn't doing what I should do to live up to my full potential. Number three, I wasn't taking the right action. I was chasing men that I shouldn't have been and just not taking inspired action that would lead me on the right path to finding the love that I really wanted to find. Number four, I didn't emerge as the version of me that was in a happy relationship and my stories didn't support my goal. And number five, I didn't trust the things that were happening and I kind of put the blockers on it myself. So those are the five big mistakes. But where am I now? Well, I'm still single. (laughs) But the difference is, I know I want love and I know I could find love and I have been asked out on dates but I always seem to decline them. Uh, I met a guy a few weeks ago and he seemed lovely and he asked me out and at first I said yes and then I declined and I don't know why I just did it and some of the reasons I decline dates now are because of my standards because you know I still attract some unavailable men but luckily now I know to say no to them and I do I do say no to the unavailable men but actually if I'm totally honest. There are still some blocks that I've got to work through um, and I will do those using my own create method. But right now, I think I'm not willing to work on some of them yet. I'm actually really happy to be single right now because I spent a long time being very unhappy, unhappy single. Whereas now I'm happily single. If someone came along, wonderful. But at the moment... I'm happy with looking after myself and dating myself, you know, taking myself to places and just enjoying this version of me that isn't so bloody miserable to be around (laughs) all the time. And I think the good thing is I have clarity now. So I've moved away from that victim mentality of nobody wants me. Whereas now I know that I could find a relationship quite easily I think without being big headed that's just a fact I know I could go out and find someone because I'm a good person I've got a lot to offer but right now I'm not quite there yet I've got some work that I still want to do and there's still things that that I just want to work on and fix and yeah be a hundred percent ready for that person It doesn't mean that I can't feel love in my life. I have a wonderful family. I have amazing friends. But most of all, I love the person that I've become. So I don't need that validation from somebody else, which actually makes it more attractive to other people because I'm not coming from a position of wanting someone or or even needing someone. I'm I'm just in a position of thinking what will be will be. Um, When I'm ready the right person will come through for me. And I know that. So that's my journey with love. But how has this worked for other people? Because obviously it's not something I've done for myself for a very long time. But there are people that I've worked with and they have gone on to manifest beautiful relationships. Has it been easy? No. But when they work through the created, it holds their hand through the whole process um, I do have one, one particular friend. I, I won't name her because I haven't asked her permission. So I'll just talk about her uh, in a general way. But she's been single for a really long time. She too has had difficult relationships and yeah, she's been on her own a long time. and Would love to absolutely meet somebody. We've worked together a lot on removing her blocks. And she's still going through that now. Uh, She'd been single for over 10 years. And through the work that we'd done together, and when I say single, I mean really single. So she hadn't been on dates or anything. um, And she has just been asked asked out on a date, which is phenomenal. Uh, And I'm so proud of her because might not sound a lot to people. Oh, great. She's been asked out on a date. But this has taken a big thing, a big journey for her to actually get to the point where she was even ready to accept a date. And this date is with someone who seems lovely, might not be her forever person, might not be the person she's meant to be with. But actually, it's showing her that she can do this. If she really wants to, she can do this. And If you're sitting there listening to this and you feel alone in the world and you would just love to meet that special someone, my message to you is do the internal work first. It's always going to be my message to you. Don't put your feelings of happiness onto somebody else's shoulders. You know, this is an inside job. This starts with you. So you have to do the work. You have to get to the point where where you feel that you can accept love and you're worthy of love and you're ready for love. It's not an easy process. I know that. I've been that person sitting there, you know, crying and just feeling really sad because I was so alone, you know, watching something on the TV that made me laugh and looking at the other sofa and seeing nobody there. I've been there, but I... I, I can tell if I can get through it and I can come out the other side and feel as happy as I do now, I promise you can too. So that's a little bit about love and, and the mistakes that that you could be making like I was that are actually keeping you single. I hope this has helped. Um but before I go, if the, if you want to go into this in more detail, I've got something really exciting for you if you are trying to manifest more love in your life. So every month I run a one hour live Zoom training event. It's completely free and anyone can join. So if you would like to come along to one of those and get an invite uh, to one of the events that's going to be about love, then all you've got to do, just Drop me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. The handle on all of those platforms is The Manifesting Mindset. So just drop me a DM. Let me know that you'd like to come along to the next one. I'll send you the invite. Let you know when it is. And when we have the next love theme live event, we'll go a lot deeper. There's the opportunity to have a bit of coaching. So, uh, yeah, I would love to see you there. So if you are like me and you love love, but you just haven't found it yet and you want to start that journey with yourself to to get to the point where you can welcome in that love, then I'd love to hear from you. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe and leave a review because it really does help me to reach more people. I've left some links in the show notes so you can connect with me or you can grab one of my manifesting resources. Until next week, sending you lots of love, light and manifesting vibes.